Welcome back to the Luke's Journey podcast. And as you can see, I'm not on my own today. As we've hit 500 subscribers in three months, I thought, why not get one of my favorite people on social media onto a podcast? So, Matt from the Food Review Club, thank you so much for coming on. How are you, mate? Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. You said you're one of your favorite people. Was Jeremy Clarkson not available? Or? Ah, that's it. And, uh, I couldn't, uh, he's too busy. Yeah, he's too busy. He's too busy shearing at the moment, I think. Yeah. How's Someone it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Thank you, Luke. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. I'm all right. The uh, the weather's not great again, as standard for Wales. But how's the weather with you? Yeah, it's not too bad. The sun is shining, so we can't complain. And congratulations on the 500 subs. Yeah, it's to be honest, I'm really happy. Like I've I, I've set goals what I want to hit. So I managed to hit 500 in three months. The next goal now good. is to hit a thousand in six months. And then try and hit ten thousand by the end of next year. So yeah, um, why not? I'm, I'm all for I'm all for goals. You know, setting goals, even if they're they're, they're mini goals. So uh, it's a big big belief for mine, anyway. But um, yeah, only, so yeah, go on. The only person stopping you getting there is yourself, my friend. With a, know, cons- with a bit of cons- with a bit of consistency, you you'll definitely get there. I can't. I'm hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not as consistent as you because you're an absolute animal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I'll uh, I'll get there. You definitely will, my friend. You definitely will. So, um, if if people don't actually know who you are, if they've been uh, if they've been living under a rock, if you just want to introduce yourself for a yeah, of sure. So, my name's Matt, and we go around the UK trying to uncover uh, foodie hotspots, hidden gems. Uh, typically places that wouldn't be covered by your sort of mainstream media, you know, like not doing flash fancy restaurants, although we've done a couple, but not not typically. We we tend to head out to fish and chip shops, kebab houses, burger, burger joints, uh, the food that we all know and love, you know? Yeah. Stuff that you actually would eat on a Saturday night or, you know, for a takeaway or, you know, uh, yeah. You've got the nickname of the Kebab King as well, haven't you? Yes, or Donna McGregor. <laughs> One of the two. Do you know what? I feel like I've been watching. I think I've been watching your videos for about three years. I think yeah, three that's... years you've been doing it now. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I must have watched about ninety percent of your reviews. Wow. I can't keep up with all of them because you literally post every single day. But they are we're like trying to do, we're trying to do three pieces of content a day now. Wow. And that's along the three platforms. So we are only posting our video content to Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. And we're trying to use Instagram um, to funnel traffic to both both places and deliver some more like foodie visual content on there as well. So yeah. And I've recently got into Twitter. But um I, I mean, I, I can't I, really get into it that much. I mean either. I've been forced to do it. When when I when I talk, I, I really struggle to. I think well, how many characters is it? Is it 150 uh, or? I, I, I really know. struggle to to hit that because I normally I, I when I write something or I, I post a link, it's normally I have to get rid of half of it. So I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> is this really um, is this really good? But right, I've got a little icebreaker question that I ask one of my guests. So this is sort of food related as well. So it's great for you. So top three crisps. In order, they've got to be in order as well. Chris, watch, Luke, mate. I'm going to smash the ass out of this question, Luke. Yeah. Um, number one, great question. So, top three crisps. Um, 
Okay. Now, my first choice is the king. It is Brannigan's smoked ham and pickle. I've never, I don't think I've ever had them. Yeah, no, Luke. You can't, you've got to be, you've got to be uh, trying all the different options if you're going to be asking this type of question. So that is a wonder crisp. It's thick. It's uh, well made. They also do a, a, a beef and mustard one, I think, uh, which is a little bit more aggressive in flavour. But the smoked ham and pickle is delicious. Um, cracking crisp. Now, my other crisps would be I love cheese and onion Walkers. Okay. It's a great crisp, particularly with a snack or a sandwich, or if you're on the go, I, I, I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Um, my other sort of rogue crisp that I like every now and again, this might be a controversial one, is the Walker's Max Paprika. Now, if you're good having crisp. a... Good crunch on that. Really yeah, now, crunch. see, that is my all-time favourite for a sandwich. You know, if you put the crisps into a sandwich, yeah. and you, just for texture and a bit of... That's the one. Yeah. You, and you always get a big bag as well, so you can afford to divvy up some of the crisps into the sandwich, and you're still left with some to eat as a crisp. Yeah, that is good. I yeah. think I think sandwich and crisps have got to be my ultimate lunchtime, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's not good for me because I'm gluten free and I'm wheat intolerant. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm on the toilet then uh, after for about an hour. <laughs> right, Luke, I've got a, I've got a question for you then. What yeah. would be your? Uh, let's say you had a lunch, uh, packed lunch. Yeah. What would be your your sandwich, your go to sandwich in a packed lunch, and what would be your dessert? And a side, like pork pie, sausage roll, or do you have any? I'm a massive cheese man, right? Yes. So it would have to be sort of like a three cheeses and like with a bit of a pickle. Um, in Yeah, I do like tiger bread as well. So am I making do this you? myself? I'm making, am I you're, making, you're making it myself? yourself. So I'm making yes. it myself. I'd have a, I, I'd have a um, tiger bread, like a bloomer. I'd have, Oof. obviously, it's got to be Welsh salted butter. Okay. And then I'd have three different types of cheese. I, do you know what I would probably do? I'd probably have some um, cheddar. It's got to be mature, extra mm. mature cheddar. Um, mature. The sort of cheese give you a bit, gives you an ulcer. Oh, yeah. Strong, stronger, better. Oh, yes. Um, I'd have uh, Red Leicester in there. And do you know what I do to be really controversial because it's one of my favourite cheeses? It's got to be a little bit of melted brie in there as well. That is very cheesy, isn't it? Controversial. It is. And then I'd have a little bit of like a uh, little bit of pickle, but not Branston. I'd have like one of the um, UK made uh, pickles from like a deli or something like that. Nice. Um, and then I'd have crisp wise. It's got to be crisp because I'm they're my favourite thing. Yeah. To go with cheese, I would have to go salt and vinegar squares. Wow. If I'm going cheese again, I don't want to add, if I go and cheese it's sandwich, I don't want to go cheese crisp. Yeah, such a small bag though. Yeah, but you Just... get the extra you get the big packs. Oh, okay, okay. All right. That's All one right. of the things I was gonna say about the uh, walkers, uh, uh walkers cheese and onion. That's a terribly small bag. Yeah, when it is, I was yeah. a kid, when I was a kid, they used to be massive. You'd fill the bag. That's probably because you were a kid, Luke. Hey, yeah, that's probably because oh, you were a kid. My hands are still small, though, so it's the same size hands. But, um, and then I'd probably go dessert wise, it's got to be one of them little cheesecake things, the gooey ones, is it? 
Yeah. I'm sorry, Dan. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm a massive cheesecake man. Talking about well, cheese. And, and you get yourself a free glass. Free glass. glass yeah. 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 I can ch- chuck out of the neighbors or something. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and then drink wise, drink watch, I would probably have a can of Dr. Pepper Zero. Really? Yeah. Strong drink. I don't know why zero, but yeah, just trying to keep my <laughs> keep the diet going. That's it, mate. But um, yeah, what what would yours be? <clears throat> it's all right. Sometimes depends what mood you're in. Maybe a cheese strong, extra strong uh, mature cheddar. Yeah. With tomato. Okay. And this is the controversial choice: salad cream. I like cheese and salad cream with cucumber. Um, yes, with yes. celery. Yeah, you've nice. got that. You've got a bit of acidic, you know, that sort of vinegar taste to it. And I'd have on a uh, a hand cut white bloomer, not cut too thick though. Just yeah. just the right, just the right sort of thickness with probably Walker's Max paprika. Yeah. My side would be something like a. I'm going another side by the way on top of the crisp. Maybe like a couple of those little pork pies. They're good, mm. and we're going to finish with it. Finish with a yogurt, any type of yogurt. I love a yogurt. Nice. I, I, I can't have yogurt because um, it really affects. I don't want to go into stomach again. <laughs> really affects me. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail because you know no. people might be having their tea right now. But um, yeah, it's not good. Anyway, but no. Um, no, that's good. That's a strong, strong lunch. I do like for lunch as well. Probably one of my other favourites is just a, a jack of potato with tuna and cheese. Oof. Big fan. Uh, you've got for a jack of potato to be right there. It's got to be done in a um, the oven. It's got the oven. Oh, no, don't be giving don't be giving me these uh, sort of sweaty microwave versions. That they're, they're, they're terrible. Even, I haven't even got a microwave in my house. So um, do you um, do you eat the skin? Oh God, yes! The crispier, the better, as well. A little bit, a little bit of butter. Then get the butter, get get the insides out, and then butter the the skin on the crunch. Wow! I've seen some people recently taking with jack and potatoes, taking the entire filling out. Yeah. Mixing it with butter, cheese, everything, and then piping it back in. So it's just like some big like mash, potato yeah. like sort of like cheesy mess. Love it. Corn beef's good with that yeah. as well. Corn yeah. beef, onion, cheese. Oh. oh, I could talk about food all day, literally. Uh, but we'll get into more more food chat in a bit. First of all, yes. I want to get into your sort of early life. So firstly, let's take it back to your childhood. What was school like? Uh, life like for you? Did you enjoy it? Um, I did. I did. Uh, how am I going to say this? I did, but I always felt like I was wasn't particularly academically bright, but I was fairly sharp between the years, and if that makes sense. And I never ever did well in tests. I think I'm an undiagnosed dyslexic. When I when uh when I would read and write, I was used to really struggle with it, especially with like reading tests, for example, questions in tests. Um, I found particularly difficult. Um. When I was reading an exam test, for example, after I finished reading, I couldn't remember what I just read, that type of thing. Very tough. So all yeah. my exam grades were crap, other than things like DT and art and things where I got 
A's. Yeah. Um, the rest of them I scraped through with average grades. I don't know how I did it, to be fair. Probably um, probably through cheating most of the time. Um, <laughs> At least you're Managed honest. to get, yeah, managed to get, no, genuine, genuine, mate. That's the only way I could get through. I, I, I got politely asked to leave sixth form. I don't know how, I, you know, I got used and all of them. Um, managed to get myself to college. I don't know how to do a uniform services VTEC for a year. Just didn't have any sort of direction whatsoever. Um, and then that gave me enough UCAS points to apply for university. So I was going up higher education, being like really bad at any sort of academics. And I ended up going to um, the city of Bath, Bath College in partnership with the Bath Uni mm. to do a sports coaching degree. But it was a foundation degree that you, you could top up after three years. Yeah. And I got in some trouble with the police um for a fight actually <laughs> yeah. in wales and it like just fucked everything oh, for me because yeah no it was yeah no it was it was actually in Bilk wells so it the uni found out and my grades weren't particularly great and I was, my attendance was bad it was like i wanted to do that but i was never very good at it and so i ended up leaving and just got a job it was a real that was like i must have been 20 22 23 23 probably when that all finished it was like i was wa I wasted all of those years it was crazy i knew what i was doing but it's like i was more interested in just partying and just you know i had no direction whatsoever mm. but do you, do you think that's sort of built you up to where you are now do you think that's yeah. give you the foundations yes to, to where you are now and without that perhaps you wouldn't be here right yeah. now. yeah so it was funny for me because i'll get really deep now i suppose this is what you want yeah. my dad my dad had a um has still has now a fishing tackle shop and he's a he was a very successful businessman i've got but he, he was he is uh but never how do i rephrase that he is he still is well he was at the time he's only just a local shop but to, in my help in my eyes at the time is what i'm trying to say miles at the time he'd, he'd come from nothing he built his own little business which is only a little business but if, at the time it felt like he had this big uh, fishing empire you know um and it was like i was always like i thought i'd never be i'd never be able to do it myself it was really a really weird mindset i don't think i had the confidence to, to do anything like that so it's like i was lost in just i've literally no idea what i want to do with myself even though in the back of my mind i knew i wanted to be a business owner one day it was strange but i never had the confidence to do it mm. um so i went from job to job hating it but i always felt sharp between the ears in a weird way i decided to explain like I knew I was going to maybe eventually do something. So at these jobs, I um, never worked with any sort of purpose. Like it was like I felt like I was just it was a holding job for the next one, the next stage, and I've never really did anything very well. Yeah, that makes sense. A little bit like school. I felt like I was destined for something. Uh, the next uh, opportunity, next for example. Time. So I went from job to job, having never really conquered the last job. And then I, was, I felt like he was just going around in circles. Yeah, yeah. And then I met, so I was probably about, did that for another three or four years. And it wasn't until I was, I met my wife, Jess. Um, we were, must have been, I must have been sort of about 25. I had a really bad job that I hated running cables for BT. 
Yeah. Um, just basically running cables. It was it was awful. Like, was I used to hate in it. the um, in the in on no the, uh, no. I wish I wish they, they wouldn't have trusted me with any kind of machinery like that. Um, we were just pulling cables out of the ground and round buildings. It was awful. Yeah. But um, I just, I just hated it. And then when I met Jess, it was like I now had someone else that I needed to um, try and support and um, work for, if that makes sense, rather than yeah. myself. I could, yeah. I was quite happy to let myself down because I've been used to doing that, um, if that makes sense. But now when she came along, it's, I together we sort of built the confidence to think, you know what, maybe I could start my own business. And then yeah. I started a, a cricket bat company online. Um, that this is in the infancy days of business pages on Facebook. So organic reach on Facebook was quite high at the time. So if you yeah. made a if you had, let's say you had a thousand followers on there, if you made a post, they'd show all a thousand because it was there was not much traffic on there, and it was quite early stages of it. So I managed to build that Facebook page up quite quickly to fifty thousand. Likes or followers at the time, likes wow. it was, which is which is like, like people like Gunnamore and Gray Nichols, the, the the biggest ones in the world, only had four or five thousand. So, and it was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I, you know, the, the business started doing okay, but then I was spent all the money, and I made it. I wasn't a businessman at this point. I just, all I was yeah. was a bit of a dreamer who started. So we we made a few bad decisions and stuff, but but effectively, the lesson that came out of that was I actually I found a bit of a flair and a love for marketing and doing all the social media promotion and stuff yeah and because we'd actually built the page to fifty thousand, which at the time where we lived was a quite a big deal i know there's big. other big yeah. other bigger pages this is this is in 20 2014 i think or 2015 maybe so i maybe know even, sorry so they were organically from just advertising you know the ads or, or, organic yeah no there's wow. hardly any hardly any paid advertising no I, I used to i used to live and breathe it it was crazy like but I used to lay in, bearing in mind I have no qualifications or, or, or skill set, should we say. Yeah. Um, I used to lay in bed reading articles about marketing and sales funnels and ads. And I just slowly over a couple of years um, built up my mental skill set in, in, in the field of social media at the time, which is, which is in its infancy. And like I said, because where we lived, this page, I was, you know, it was in the paper and I've got, I got um, it was on BBC, the local news, and uh, I got a couple of local business awards for it, which is kind of funny. Even though the, the business side of it was diabolical through my uh, mismanagement, that's all. That's all we'll say. Um, I, there was people approaching us saying, "Listen, I've seen what you've done with your page. Could you help help me with my business page?" Yeah. So then I started a digital agency again. I, I did not have a clue what I was doing, but then we, you know, we built it from one client to two to three. And we've, we've got profile now. We're still going just about, although we've, COVID was a, a big, a big whack for it. Um, we've got you know two hundred plus clients now. Wow. And that and and then that because I was now live, living in the digital space, this world we live in now. I saw the opportunity to do the food reviews and we at profile i did a few vlogs daily vlogs with a videographer um and they went to no one but i i thought they were good well produced and well edited and we put some yeah. great content out so we're on mic and go around town talking about social and media you love it as well don't you, you yeah i just see that was the my, passion that was my first time on camera now only about a thousand people ever watch those if that uh but 
it was, I didn't know it at the time, it was my lesson, my first lesson to build up my confidence to stand in front of the camera. And then I saw the opportunity with maybe doing some food reviews because I absolutely love food. Like, um, I can't describe how much I love good food and I could talk to you about it all day. So then I just did a review. Like, there's a guy in America who's, I say he was my inspiration. He wasn't, he was probably more the, I saw it and thought, wow, that'd be great over here. Yeah. Um, Dave Portner, he does the, the pizza yeah. reviews. In, in look, Of course, there's a lot of people doing it now, but he was the first at the time. And I thought, people say, oh, you ripped him off and this and that. And maybe I did a little bit, but here in, in, in our wonderful country, you know, all, all around Europe, we've got incredible food, not just pizza in New York. We've got fish and chips. We've got curries, you know, burger places. We've got street food. is iconic here. Um, and I just thought that might go well over here. So I did yeah. one at a, a local place. And I think the first video got like, let's just say 10,000 views. And, wow. and I, it was a bit of a penny dropping for me. I thought that we literally filmed on an iPhone in the dark outside the local pizza shop and we, when we when it got those views it was like wow i put all this effort into these vlogs but the consumer didn't want to watch it but if you eat a pizza out or some food outside of a shop on a film on an iphone they do and it was yeah. like wow that's a way of getting to people's attention and then i think my third video went to fifty thousand views i think that's third or fourth yeah on and facebook that was, is it or youtube on, that was on, that was all on facebook we, we were very late to the uh youtube party but you straight away i was like wow that's that's interesting that's good numbers do you know what i mean and then it was oh, just yeah. a case of staying consistent with it because we're some there's some tough times but we just we've just bat battled through now you know it's been the early days getting those numbers it was a big sort of a bit of a red flag thing yeah people's attention is on this and i understand why now because if, if i went to your local town and did your favorite or whatever let's say there's a um a fish and chip shop there say i turn up and do one and i, I used to post the reviews into the local groups in each town so yeah. i knew i was getting i knew i was getting the, the video in front of the locals who would oh my god have you seen this guy sharing our local not something you see on tv no. not something you've seen in the newspaper your local shop and it seemed to go around the towns like wildfire you know like um people then people would have their own opinion on it like i went there and saw a rat in the front door oh, i hate that place or wow yes <laughs> this is amazing everyone everyone's got a, an opinion on somewhere that they actually know so it's that was the concept like occasionally we'll do like things like mcdonald's and stuff but i love doing people's locals it's great i think i first seen you i think it was like a farm kebab shop or something it was okay. I can't remember. all i remember from it was you walking out of the pizza, uh, it was a kebab shop pizza with a pizza box, and he was like in your face like that. You were walking down these steps, and I was like, as soon as you started speaking, I was like, this guy is really real. And I like, I love passionate people about what they're doing. Yeah. And um, so that's why I sort of res, I can resonate with you a lot um, because the, the passion in your eyes. But I think we're from yeah. sort of similar, similar back. Um, similar backgrounds because my dad was a, an entrepreneur well, he still is a, an entrepreneur and he owns a he owns a construction business so it yes. took me until sort of 28 i always i sort of was living in his sort of shadow but, you no, know, I and, I was, and i was like oh i'll just continue working for him and then i thought to myself i sat back and i was like why am i doing this 
I know what I can be good at, and I'm just mm. happy to get my money every week from him and, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that, and sort of having the easy life. Why not take a risk? Um, so I did when I was 28, and it's the, and it's the best thing I ever done. You know, now I did got, you and I, did you work for your dad? Yeah, I worked for my dad for God. So I started off um, uh, when I was 16. I went to work for Portsmouth Football Club um, yep. as an assistant kit man. And then I went literally from 19. I worked to my dad until I was like 27. Then I yep. got a job um, out in Italy. So I lived in Italy for a year uh, doing car sales for American soldiers. And mm -hmm. then I went to Germany and then I come back and then I started my businesses. And now I've got three, well, two businesses and I've just on a startup now with my fitness brand. So yeah, it's, it's definitely the best thing I ever done. And this is what this channel is about to really help people get on their way to start their own business, whether it's their own business or it's their own YouTube channel, yeah, something yeah, yeah. that they're passionate about. I don't want people to go yeah, through life yeah. and just think to themselves, oh, oh, I should have done this, you know, in their care home at 75 or something, you know, um, sitting there thinking, I probably should have done that. I probably wouldn't be in here now or I would have had a better life. Um, so I think a lot of people um, have that crossroads in their minds a lot. But yeah. your people are so governed by what they think they should be doing or what their parents want them to be doing or, or rather than what they actually want to be doing. Yeah. You know, um, it's a strange one. It's, it's not an easy thing, though, is it? People want to... You know, people don't want to look different or be weird. If you know, it's eating food on the street was is, was a weird thing to be doing when I first started doing it. You know, it's like who's this fucking idiot? Yeah. You know, like I got we got ridiculed. It, I remember it like it's yesterday. It still burns now. Like not that doesn't burn now, but like it's fuel. Remember, I remember it fueling me like fuck. Um, you know, being ridiculed for something that you, you get yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it, it is tough, but then it, it does come good because if you're if you are passionate about something. It, it just it, it doesn't even feel like you're and that's a cliche thing to say it doesn't feel like you're working you know you're just no. you're just doing what you enjoy you like I I actually got to a stage now where I'm most happy if I know like today for example we're going out reviewing it yeah. gives me like I've got energy about it now like I'm excited I can't wait to open the box or to see what I'm going to go or who I'm going to meet I like I'm energized by it if I don't go out reviewing I, I make, it gets me down no, I absolutely love it. I love it. Do you understand me? Like it's, yeah. it like burns in me now. Like I love it. It's the such a thrill. You know, it's like it's like an adrenaline boost. <clears throat> so, can you remember? Like, because uh, I remember my first. It was only three months ago. Because so it's not that far away. But your first dislike on like a Facebook page or a YouTube. You know, like by putting yourself out there, it does mm -hmm. sort of like does like get to you a little bit i think at, at oh, the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but now i'm like people come up to me and they're like fucking hell, you're weird and you and i'm like well i'm not weird i just speak my Everyone's mind weird. yeah exactly and like you I, go, <laughs> I don't know why i'm saying this but i go on dates sometimes and some of the girls are like yeah you are weird and i'm like <laughs> that's why i'm single <laughs> <laughs> any girls watching right now yeah, any girls watching me right now and they see me on Tinder, swipe right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, going back... Yeah. Yeah, go on, man. Go on. Sorry. No, no, so, I, I suppose... I suppose... Can I remember my first dislike? Um, 
No, not my first dislike, but we had lo- like lots of uh, negative. I'm not just talking like I'm not just talking about negative. Like who is this? Who is this clown? I'm talking about yeah. proper. This is like when trolling was was like a complete <laughs> minefield. Who yeah. is this backwards looking ape motherfucker? Disgusting pleb. Like I'm talking, they go to town. I remember that first time you got anything from that, and it's like. You'd read it and it'd be like, depending on what mood you're in, some days if you had a good day, you'd just brush it off. If you were like feeling a bit insecure, a bit down, they cut deep. And then I remember the first time, let's just say they were, we're getting some good numbers, but then the first time I think a video has a big spike, that's effectively Facebook showing your content to Facebook, YouTube, showing your content to new people because people are reacting to a video and they think, oh, people are reacting to it. I want to show more people. And I remember we had a couple where they went, crazy like one in peterborough i think it went to like eight hundred thousand really quickly and then it was nearly all of the comments i remember that video were grossly negative i'm talking like and you look at it and you're like wow so these people don't know who i am and their first impression is to hate me so it's like you're like Oof, maybe i should maybe we should stop i don't know you know it's, it's one of those you think if you can't if everyone if everyone doesn't know what you're doing then you Maybe it's not for you, sort of thing. They they were tough days because I love doing it. So I thought, should, should we stop or you know, should I change my approach even? Because I, I think some videos I was then tried to act that up a little bit or, or downplay some parts of my character, and then it was like then you felt contradicted because you were not being yourself. So now I've had to like work out how to maybe be a bit more professional, maybe now, ish a little bit. Try to be less of a stand-up, terrible comedian. And just be be they're myself the and i think yeah yeah but just look i've just trying to be myself now but at the time i remember that stuff was horrible and i think that that one video i said at the beginning the one that went to fifty thousand views i think it was my third video that was one in my local area that i went to that was like my local chicken drop and there was guys yeah. there was guys that i i don't know them but i know who they were they were being they were like publicly mocking me that was tough because i knew where they lived yeah. that was tough because i knew where they lived if i see him out you know and it was, i was the sort of guy that would say something uh, yeah. I, would, I would definitely have acted on it and that was tough because i'm putting myself out there they're, they've only got opinion but it was like really you know when someone's on your doorstep doing that it's but now it's totally yeah, of course. It's jealousy of course they, they don't actually know me but at the time that was tough you know what i mean that was um, but it's all all of these things like smooth smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. Have you heard that saying before? Yeah, like those trials and all of that stuff just that makes you more weathered to cope with where I am now. Like, don't get me wrong, we still get the hate and stuff, but because I've been up through it, I, I know they don't really hate me. They just they probably hate themselves a little bit, or they're not happy at home, or so they want to vent to a stranger on the internet. Because why else would you want to do that if you're a sane person? Do you know yeah. what I mean, Luke? If, Luke, if you saw a busker in the street and you were, and he was singing, or he or she was the worst fucking singers you've ever heard in your life, yeah, would you go over and say, "Listen, mate, I'd, I'm sorry, but you are shit. You are terrible. You don't do. No, you I say, can't. you say in your breath, Jesus Christ, and you just walk off, wouldn't you? You wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't go over there and and um, tell them to their face, like, you know, it's just, it's just horrible. You wouldn't do it, would you? And it was yeah, no different. Do you know what I do? I'd probably go over to him and give him a fiver and say, fair play for you. If you're passionate about it, you might sound like a fucking strangled cat, but good yeah. on you. 
Good on you. Do you know what it is? You know what, you know what, what these dislikers? I reckon it's, and I've got a little theory about this. I reckon it's people, like you said, like for me, for instance, the dislikes I'm getting are probably from people that I know and probably know quite well. And they, they're actually jealous of me actually doing so, trying to do something with my life and, and they're just stuck in their nine to five. Yeah, it's uh, if only they had a pair, of, a pair of balls to do it themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a lot of guts to do what you're doing, Luke. You know, you're, I can imagine what they're saying. Who, who does Luke think he is to start yeah, his own exactly. podcast? How, how dare you, Luke, to try and have a laugh and do something like, Fuck them, mate. Like, you do you, yeah. man. Like, don't worry about anyone else. That's what I said to you when you're talking about your goals and stuff, Luke. Literally, the, the only person that can stop you getting there is you. Yeah. But whether you become complacent or you don't, aren't you aren't consistent. They're the two <laughs> things. As long as you keep your consistency up and don't get complacent with it, you will get there, mate. Like, just, yeah. you've just got to stick at it. It's all about consistency on YouTube, and you know, especially um, you have to be putting out that content, even if it's something once a week, you've got to get your face out there as much as yep. as much as possible. Just um, you just got to work harder than everyone else, Luke. As well, like if you do yeah. double the amount, that's what we've done. So uh, talk about accelerated growth as a business and stuff. You know, like with the other businesses we've done, I literally I haven't watched TV really for about five years, Luke. Genuinely, like nighttime, you're not nine to five will pay the bills, and you're ten. Your six, your your six to ten, will build an empire. You know that's that six to ten period or six to eleven period at night time for me over the last five years has been absolutely destructive, and I'll say that with com- fucking conviction in my voice. It's been destructive, Luke. I've learned new skills. I have doubled down. I've made connections. I've met people. I've started new businesses, and in my six to ten, three years ago, I started doing food reviews. I worked during the day on this business. Go out, get home, eat, shower, um, sometimes, and then go out and do my food reviews that yeah. period there is destructive and you could do you know three or four of these a day if you if you um had the, the capacity Luke. you know like just smash it out mate because from this yeah. pod, from this podcast you're going to get a few snippets you can post on your instagram you're going to have i don't know an hour and a half's worth of footage maybe you know then someone might resonate with something and then next thing you're snowballing in a different circle now you're gonna have a racing driver on next week now you're in a racing community like as you just go pop I was going yeah. to Leicester, Birmingham, London, all in the same week. And I knew that I'd have pockets of pockets of marketing and visuals going out to three different fucking cities all in one same week. Now, and then yeah. there's other these foodie wankers putting out one piece of content a week. You know, fuck you. I'm doing three three different cities in a week. That's mad. It's really, um, really bright what you've done, because I wouldn't have thought about doing that, putting it on the, the local pages. Do you, do you still do that now as well? Sometimes, yeah. The video's yeah. going crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a little, get a no, little I did it in Rochester this week. I thought I'd really funny. This is another one. I thought I had a really funny video. And uh, I can tell if a video is going to go big straight away or by the numbers because we study, we study the numbers. So I'm talking about viewing numbers and engagement time and all that sort of stuff. One video that we did was, I thought it was brilliant, but it hasn't really got that great of view. So I shared it into the local group just to make sure everyone's seen it. I had, to, I had to actually sign up to the group and it's like they, you know, they've got like uh, barriers to entry. To 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 how, how long have you lived in Rochester? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like I'm like new arrival. They're like, what is the purpose of your um your uh, your joining? I said, oh, I just want to get to know the community. And it was like, please tick this box. Do you understand you will not be promoting your business? I was like, yes. 
let me in the group, shed it straight in there. Just, <laughs> just, just, I'm the, hope that 100 people see it before they kick me out. Did he, uh, did he work? Oh, I think it did a little bit, yes. But Guerrilla Tactics, just go, go for it. Yeah, I know after we start implementing things like that, definitely. Just get down and dirty with it, Luke. Go, just whatever you can do to get your numbers out there. Yeah, I think well, what I want to do, and, and from this one, this is why I held back a few podcasts, because I wanted um, the engagement to be there after after this one, because you've got a you know, yes. good following and things like that. What I want to do then, I want to do one or two podcasts every single week then, uploading on certain days, like Tuesday and a Thursday um, podcast, because that's, I, I was sort of, I'm in an hour in what to do, because if you look at my YouTube channel, it's, it's a bit everywhere. I've, I haven't really niched down into something. And now I thought I had that bright moment, you know, that spark moment. I thought, why didn't I just speak to people? Because that's the the, the, mo- the thing that I like doing most. So by doing this now, just doing the podcast, speaking to interesting people from all different uh, aspects of life, um, I think that's going to be really beneficial to my uh, to my podcast then. But back Absolutely. to you now. Back to back to you. Um, so so you run a Facebook channel with over three hundred k followers. Uh, Instagram, sixty yep. k followers. YouTube, thirty six thousand followers uh, subscribers. Yeah, that's upload... on the rise though. That's on the rise. Yeah, YouTube, on the I'm rise. coming for YouTube. Yeah, you are. Um, you upload well three times a day. You said now. Which I'm trying. Um, yeah. Which takes fucking ages. <laughs> You yeah. run multiple businesses. So, firstly, how do you fit it all in? And who or what was the main inspiration to start all of this? We'll split this into two segments. So, we'll go for the entrepreneurial side and the businesses first. So, who is you said about your dad, but was there some other inspiration as well? My dad definitely gave me the, the visual inspiration to see what being an entrepreneur is but he also taught me this i've never said this to him i feel bad for saying this on a podcast not to him i'm 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 gonna have this conversation with him i also this is a crazy thing to say i don't know what to say i also saw some flaws in his approach to a few things that that even before i was a business owner i thought that's holding you back and it was like a weird lesson to me so that in itself it was like a i my my main inspiration was my vision of myself in 10 years yeah. it was crazy where i what was my my inspiration was thinking about where i wanted to be and then working to try and get there if that makes sense i'd i'd seen there's a lot of this with this breakout digital stuff about people who'd made money doing different things and you know i just wanted to be involved really and my, I'm, I'm very very ambitious yeah yeah did, did that make any, did that did that make any kind of sense no, yeah, that's great. And, my, and dad, my dad was my biggest, my dad was my biggest inspiration, but at the same time, he also taught me a lot of lessons about things or how to play yourself in the modern world. Like he was very late getting a website and didn't adapt to technology. And I felt like it was bottlenecking him, but this is before it all, you know, simple stuff. I just wanted to be so on point with current technology, you know, that was a big thing for me. Mm. But being, exactly. look, being an entrepreneur, I think was definitely in my blood, my sort of in my family um i knew i wanted to work for myself and when i had that breakthrough moment when i was 27 what i could taste i could fucking taste the the freedom that it would give me to do things like i've done now which is which is cool how it it panned out you know bearing in mind i've worked you know rigid hours for 10 for 10 years and 
that's one thing you don't have. You never have to do that again now. Hey. No, you say that, but now I've got a few businesses and I'm even more Everyone, fucked than yeah. ever was. Everyone says that, don't they, when you own your own business? Oh, you must have an easy life now. No. I work from I literally work from seven in the morning to eleven at night, every single night. Yeah, even when yeah. I'm in bed, even when I'm in bed about you know, eleven o'clock, I'm on my computer. It's it's eleven you say eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. That's a half day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and another reason why I'm single. <laughs> no, but look, ideally you don't want to be doing that forever, but I'm quite happy doing it now. You know, I don't think it'd be smart to do it forever, but there's nothing wrong with putting it in a bit of graft now, you know, like doing these double days, I call them double days, where, you, where, where someone would finish and go and watch TV, I'd work all the way through. I call it in my head, I call them double days. That means in the, in the same amount of time, I'll get double as far. Yeah, I think Gary Vaynerchuk says you have to be obsessed with something for it to yeah. work. If you're not obsessed yeah. with something and you don't live and breathe it, it will not be a success. So um, that he's one of my one of my inspirations for business. Gary, he's wicked. He's, he, I think he's uh, wicked. Brilliant. I think he's amazing. He's, he's a he's an he's an incredible guy. I think he's he's so genuine as well, and I think that really shines through. He's not into flash cars and watches. He just wants all he cares about is being true to himself and you know and i think that's helps, really just, so much, yeah it's so really easy. genuine yeah he's brilliant and uh the food what review was the second club, part of that question i think i um yeah the food review club and social media um who was your biggest inspirations for that you said about um the barstool sports um any other inspirations yes i grew up loving um cooking programs i think we all did yeah, you know, um, we all love food. Food is a niche, it's like the biggest niche in the world. I think I grew up watching things like Master Chef and Ready Steady Cook, and I love all of those TV personalities. Now, even like Gordon Ramsay, I think the guy's a, a, he's a, he's a big inspiration for me, and not just in a foodie world because I love what he does, but as a businessman as well. Yeah. In this day and age, with you, when you're with a mobile phone, you've got access to so many incredible people, sort of, sort of social media personalities. You've got incredible writers. You've got your TV stars. You've got um, you've got a, a whole list of incredible people that are, 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 you can access from your fingertips. Authors, you know, literature on great things. So you know, the quest to be better and inspired. That was your question. Who inspires us? I've got hundreds of people, mate. You know, and various people inspire you at different at different points when you need it. Yeah, I can resonate with that. Food, um, it's one of my guilty pleasures is watching Rick Stein. It's food. Have you seen I him, Rick Stein? Yeah, this is funny. Yeah, look, I love, Luke, I love, I love Rick Stein. And we went to his fish and chip shop in Padstow. Oh, yeah. Hated it. Did you? Scrap. Uh, I've fast. heard about this, about Rick Just, Stein. I've, I've look, heard it's, a, it's, a, it's a tourist trap. But look. Mm. Uh, no, I shouldn't have said it, but I just bleeped it out in one of my videos. You couldn't say, oh, I actually ended up calling it shit, shit Steins. And uh, I, I felt bad for saying that because he's a he's an absolute legend. Yeah, I've heard, um, I've heard his restaurant as well in... Uh, big up to Rick Stein if you want to explain that. Shout out um, to you, Rick. Yeah, shout out, Rick. Um, but his restaurants in Padstow, apparently they're nowhere near as good as the other restaurants there as well. So, so I've heard he's got an actual top restaurant, which is great, apparently. 
but the fish and chip sort of he's got this like big building that's got like a, a shop underneath it and some other stuff going on it's cool um but yeah the, the, the actual product for me wasn't great no no that's uh it's good to it's know if I ever go to um go to padstow maybe i'll uh, give that a miss yeah maybe yeah right so when did you have that light bulb moment uh, can you remember the exact time or where you were when you had that light bulb moment actually people like me and they like my hot content i think personally from from an outsider looking in i think people like your content because you're real um, and you're only yeah. saying what everyone else would say but you've yeah. got that courage to, to to put yourself out there and to put the content out there so can you remember where you were or what you know exact time i don't i don't think i've ever thought that luke no no i don't think a light bulb's ever gone off um I'm still, I still battle with that now, mate. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't know. You might, you must, I have this, you without must going think, too deep, yeah. I, have, I have this battle with myself all the time, whether I even like myself sometimes, Luke. I don't know if I, you know, I'm trying to, still trying to figure out who I am as a bloke now. And sometimes I do things on camera, I think, well, well they'll do that. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm still trying, I'm still trying to work that out now myself. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing, you know, not to, you know, but I think you're doing an amazing job and you, you really do bring joy to thousands and thousands yeah. of people, including myself. So people, um, people send me messages and it's great to hear. It is great to hear. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Your, your content's certainly the best food review in, in, in the UK anyway, just saying it. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but we're still trying. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's it like to get recognized? Can you actually, can you remember the first time you got recognized? Yeah. And yeah. people shouting your catchphrases like drink watch, bus yeah. watch, dog watch. That's so, really um, that's cool. This is a cool part of it, I suppose. Um, now, this happened fairly early. Um, so just to give everyone a backstory, like, because the reviews I started doing were fairly local, um, Obviously, people recognise me locally pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Are you the guy that? Are you the guy that does the food reviews? Like, yeah. And I think about after it then. So that was happening locally, but I didn't because we were not spending much time away. Literally, we were driving to different places, get out of the car and do a review, get back in, and, and would leave. So the chances of that interaction with people were minimal. Yeah. Um, I remember about two years ago going to a petrol station in Birmingham. I was filming something for somewhere and someone stopped me and was like, are you that guy? And it was like, whoa, that's a bit weird. I'm nowhere near home. This is two years ago. And then about six months later, excuse me, I went on a, on a stag do to York. Now, I don't really go out much anymore other than the local pub or with my friends, certainly not yeah. nightclubbing in cities. So again, my chances of interacting with people are minimal. In York on this Friday night, and it was the first time my friends had seen it. I think I shit you not, Luke. This is, must be two, this must be two years ago. Yeah, it's probably more than two years ago now, Luke. Actually, thinking about the time frame, because that was, that was for Simon's wedding. All right, cool. It was over two years ago. Um, I shit you not on a Friday night, walking down the York High Street. Bearing in mind, these are the sort of people that might be watching my content. There must have been about thirty people asked for a picture. And then they were the people, they were just the people that were asking. There was people shouting and people talking. And that was a bit of a, 
like holy shit moment. And then it's got, I say, and it's got, I say, would say it's got worse and worse from there. But I suppose it's better and better. I suppose. Um, what does it feel like, Matt? What What does it make you feel like inside? It's it, it's it's uh, it certainly makes you feel like you're. I don't know. It feels nice. It feels really nice. Most of the people that come up, are, are, are so everyone that comes up, sorry, um, is amazing. Everyone says thanks for the content, or I don't know. They say they love watching the videos. And but I, had, I, I recently had Wingfest this weekend, and I it was non-stop really and it was amazing to meet people that watch our content and there was this little boy that was probably the highlight of my year so far you might have seen it on my instagram mm. i met his his dad came over to the fence and my son's been waiting to see for ages and and i um and see him he gave me a hug on the leg or whatever and i had a hug with him and the thing he said that i was his hero or something like that was a, that was powerful you know that's amazing Easy. yeah like genuinely as well like it's, it's incredible to think that and we've had some i've had some messages from people that have been on their deathbed as well we did a video on one, one guy um that we've had quite a few actually that have been laid up if you're laid up in hospital you you know you, you can't go anywhere you, you probably would tend to fall into watching our not our content but content on the internet and yeah um, we've had a few, few people that have been ill um message a couple of them have, have passed as well and their, their family have reached out to say just to let you know in their final days you actually something that made them smile which is which is heavy yeah genuine so they're, like, so they're, the one guy that his wife got his phone and she actually sent us a message saying just to let you know we're um one second you, can you shut that window please um to say my husband was a, a mad fan um and you kept him smiling in the uh in the hospital up until he passed so it's like there's been a look this is no no bullshit there's been a few quite a few of them quite a few that, that, yeah that, that that's that's amazing that that and that's why we do obviously you're on a greater level than me but that's why we do this to to, to inspire people and to you know yes, put that smile if you're having photos with someone you've probably made that other person's day for me when, yeah. when i'm quite a positive person when i get to that stage that would that would mean everything to me um and it really yeah, would it because I, I i like you i do doubt myself it's took me it's took me i'm 31 now it's probably took me 31 years to actually find myself and mm. to, to to think to myself actually i am all right um you know i'm a little weird but yeah. i mean well and I, I, all i want to do and why i'm on this earth is is to inspire people to do things what they want to do and they're passionate about just inspiring people is great you just want to be i think for me or right, i'll speak for myself just being the best version of myself is, yeah. the, is what I want to be like. It's, it's called. Have you ever heard, seen Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Uh, no. I don't know it well, but there's like the bottom level is like safety, shelter, and then it's like food and love, and then it's like it goes up the thing. And the top thing, everyone's hierarchy of needs is self actual actualization, which is just yeah. being the best person you can be, not the bit richest person you be, not everything else. Just just being the best you can be, and you've reached your potential. You've, you've done what you can do, and if that that to you or to me or to someone else can be very different things you know like whatever your goals are just be the best you can be do you know what i mean that's yeah. as simple as that if you will strip it all back that's um what we're set out to do that's why i've named this uh, a little plug for my uh, fitness fan but optimus means best and the the whole brand is uh, worked around for people to be the best version of themselves the whole hundred percent of people not the one percent that majority of the fitness brands uh cater for so that is a big 
massive thing for for us. Is it, a, Luke? Is it a fitness brand? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fitness brand. A business brand, a, a fitness, a fitness clothing brand. This it is, and then we're going to go into um, equipment and things like that as well. But we're starting it off as as, as clothing. Nice. Yeah. Good luck with but, it. Um, yeah. No, it's. Um, Have it's you got? Really um, you said exactly. You've got this podcast as a business. That's that's a new business. What is your other business? So I, I said um, I've got a an Amazon business. I've had that for about a year. There you now. said yeah. I sell on Amazon um, and I've got um, my clothing brand as well. And I sell on eBay, Shopify. So a very e-commerce dominant, dominant, but, you know, similar to you as well now with your um, Holy Sweets. Yeah, that's a bolt on to Holy Holy Burger, yeah. I got to come down and try them them, uh, them burgers and wings and pizza and and everything like that. You've been more than welcome, Luke. Business for me has been a, a tough journey. To be fair, it's been yeah. hasn't been a, it hasn't been a, hasn't been a smooth road. I've made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, Luke. But the more I read about business and making mistakes, is that it's a key part of success. And um, I really used to take them to heart. You know, uh, I mean, I really mean that as well. Put a lot of pressure on myself to to do well with it all, and it hasn't it's a lot. Saying a lot of the time, it has. It really has because I'm sitting in a good position now, but. It feels funny in my mind, even though I think that it hasn't gone well, but it has. But it's been a been tough, tough road to walk, you know. I think every every mistake you make, every bad decision, just yeah. helps you on the way to where you want to be. Bad decisions yeah. and mistakes have to happen. If you go through it with no mistakes, mm. you, you're going to be when a big mistake comes, you're not going to know how to deal with it. So you have to make these mistakes yeah. in. In business and i've made plenty over the last couple of years but it's yeah, got yeah, yeah. me to, to where to where i want to be and, and 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 i can see the the end goal in sight it might be like 10 years away but it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's there so but um so let's get into the most important thing is the food so you, you've made you make me salivate every sounding a little bit weird but you make me salivate <laughs> every single day by watching your reviews so if you had a gun to your head and you could only eat this is this is going to sound a bit thing but if you could eat only one meal for the rest of your life what would it be and why and what we'll no, do you'd is have to, you'd have to shoot me luke yeah i know you'd, you'd shoot me and i'd rather not live okay. and just have one thing let's rephrase this if you was uh, if you were um if you was uh, on death row and you have to have your, your last oh, right. meal, what a happy question that is! So, if you're there on you death row, like you it. have to have your last three course meal. What would it be and why? Look, now you really waded in with a big question there. Yeah. Um, you say three course meal. Yeah, three course meal. All right. Uh, I would have. Wow. Right, let me do my main to start with. I'm gonna have to go with my main. I know I know what my main is. I would have some kind of big barbecue, like I'm talking a big T-bone with mac and cheese, mash, baby back barbecue ribs. Uh I was gonna say some kind of salad, but like chips. (laughs) 
I'm on death row, yeah? Um, it doesn't matter, if you're eating healthy, mate. You're going to die the next day. Yeah, no, yeah. But I love a T-bone. I love steak, but also love ribs. So I'd have that kind of big, crazy, uh, kind of big, crazy sort of barbecue meal uh, with maybe some pork burnt ends on there. All right, there we go. I'll have my pork burnt ends to start with. Uh, and for dessert... Probably like um, some kind of nice ice cream. Mm. Very, very plain and simple, Luke. I'd be, I'd be crying my way through it if I knew it's the last meal. Obviously, I'd be, to be, I'd be dying so. as well. You wanted to be yeah. massive. So you could take your time. I am yeah. finished. Yeah, don't don't wheel me. I've off. got, I've got a, um, I've got another thing. I've got another thing to say. Food, depending on my mood, is so. You say, what's your favourite food? You know. It all depends on my mood or what I'm trying to achieve or how I'm feeling. So, yeah. Yeah, I think mine would be, I'm a massive, massive chicken wings. We'll talk about this later because I've got a question on that. Massive for chicken wings. So it'll be buffalo, oh, chicken, wings to, buffalo chicken wings to start uh, with a, a blue cheese dip and a sour cream dip. Um, and then I would have... I would have, because she watches this podcast, I would have my mother's pork char- um, pork dinner, Sunday dinner, because she does the most amazing crackling. And literally, I have a little bit of pork, and then the crackling that she gives me is, it is absolutely massive. It takes me forever to eat it, and it's incredible. It'd have to be that, and then I'd have to go for a cheesecake to finish off. Yeah, cheesecake is a strong, strong dessert, yeah. Um, yeah, I think if I could retract, maybe Christmas dinner is my favourite dinner in the world. Whether I'd have that as my last dinner or not, I'm not sure. Christmas yeah. dinner, Sunday roast. I, I love a Sunday roast. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, um, you've got a lot of pigs and blankets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of cranberry sauce. The, um, do you ever have, because on our dinner, we have the little cheese uh, wrapped bacon as well. Have you ever had that on your Christmas dinner? Mm-hmm. Not on a Christmas dinner, no. Sounds like a bit mate. of a curveball, but I like the sound of it. Oh, mate, it's right up your street, I reckon. Is it? It'd be right up your street. But uh, <laughs> right, let's get into another question. So, top three cuisines in order. So, this can be takeaway or if you go and sit out, uh, sit down food. Uh, top one for me would probably be all right, let's go number three to start with. No. <laughs> Look, I genuinely can't put. It's like asking me to pick your favourite child. I don't know. Um, I like these questions. All right, let just let me let me say this. I love fish. Excuse me, fish and chips. Mm. I love fish and chips. Like that. That for me is probably the most emotional food that I will have because that reminds me of being a kid eating with my dad. Yeah. Um, after him taking me to work for something for the day. I love eating fish and chips. It just makes me feel um, happy. If that makes sense. I also love a good pizza. And I love my meat, you know, like my the chicken, chicken wings, fried chicken. You know, again, if I need a bit of an uplift or, if it, you know, I want some naughty food, I love going and get some fried chicken. Yeah. So one of them, you know, like in that type, that type of, that type of thing. I think I've sat on the fence a little bit there, Luke, but you've got some kind of an answer, so take it. 
Yeah, I'll take that. I, I, I swear I wanted to put these to you because I know how hard these questions would be. No, to yeah, I don't know. Then you might say, what about like Chinese? And I think if I was having a date night with Jess, for example, that's a whole other situation. Mm. The only place that I'd want to go is to our local Chinese because it, we absolutely love it. And it brings back great memories of when we first got together. That was our, like, our little treat. So in that yeah. situation, I'd have a Chinese over any food in the world. Attachment to food, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, um, that's yeah, probably yeah, one of the main things. I could never be one of them people that was didn't have a good relationship with food. Um, and they were so fixated in looking away, uh, you know, in this in this way that they wanted to look, that they would neglect food. You know, I'm all mm. for healthy balance and, and things like that, but if I my mates are going out for a takeaway or or, or a sit-down to one of my favorite restaurants. You better believe I'm going, and I'm making the bloody booking as well. <laughs> so I would never ever neglect food yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to look good. I've got to be honest. And then, and then the other thing, look, I don't know how you feel about this. Is obviously we, I I love my fast food and my high quality fast food. I think that's important. Now I've gone down this road, having tasted yeah. some of the best places. Like I said, you I like fried chicken, and then I've been to places like Chicken George, for example, and it's like my mind exploded with what it's supposed to taste like like now it's now i've been on down this quest of i wonder what else is amazing so mm. i haven't ever been to what i would describe as like really fancy restaurants where they take culinary food like to the next level and i've done a couple now and mate it blew my mind some of the stuff they were doing like that 21 courses is it 21 courses you've done not 21. How many courses was it that place that you went to? It looked so good. Um, I can't remember where it was. It was 10. It was, I think it was, I think it was uh, Eileen's in Amtel by Steve Farringer. That was, it. It was just, That's it. look, I never even thought I'd like to go somewhere like that. And it's just a, like they even, I don't even remember from the video. When, when we go to a restaurant, one of my favorite parts is the bread and butter before you even get bloody get your food. I love yeah. bread and butter before. You've got a pint of coke or a beer and you get all the loads of butter on salted butter and a bit of nice bread mm. that's one of my favorite parts in that restaurant he had these swiss milk breads that were like a cloud on the inside and he had whipped some sort of whipped butter and then on top of the butter was this burnt onion powder and it's like i asked him about how you made it the, the, the powder took three days to make it's just crazy but I'm saying I like bread and butter, but this was just blew my fucking mind. It yeah. was the, like the best thing I opened my mouth, and it was like, "Wow, is this is that what it's actually like?" It's not all like eels on carrot foam and this. It's like some incredible stuff at these places, and I can't wait to go to some more when we can save up a little bit more to go to these places. Yeah, because they're probably more expensive than your average. Your yeah. average. Did, so, on a side note, then. Do places get in contact with you and say, you know, can you come and review our 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 shop? Yeah, daily. Is it? Surely daily. you haven't got yeah. to pay then, no? Surely not. Well, see, sometimes I'll say, look, if, if, so we get a message from someone. What I will say is we've never taken any money for scores or like so people say all the no. time, oh, you must have you must have been paid. Not I've never taken a pound for a score. I want that to be known. However, yeah. people have offered to pay travel, you know, and, and whatnot. I'm not going to drive to Scotland or to, let's just say, to 
your your hometown, have a day off, yeah. like, it's impossible, I can't go all over the country, so occasionally if someone wants to support us with travel to come to their shop, then we'll take it. Obviously, we'll, we're funding it ourselves. Um, but most of the time, 98% of the time, we go on our own journey. So we just like today, for example, we're going to Birmingham. I don't know where I'm going in Birmingham. I've probably got a list of places that we could go or things that have been recommended. We'll, do, we'll work off our own schedule. And I always like to pay. Yeah. Because I don't want to be bent over for 10 or 20 pounds and then feel feel like I've got to say this or I've got to do that. It's not how we work. I always try and look on the positive side of wherever we go. I try my best, um, but I always try and pay as well. If someone yeah. is 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 offering, then not offering. If they're if they're adamant and they don't want us to pay, then then so be it. We'll, no problem. We'll, you know, it is what it is. It's a it's a, a, a perk of the job, shall we say? But um, I'm never taking a pound note for a score ever, and I will never will. No, I didn't think you would. And and at the end of the day, if I know you ask- say that, Luke, but. It's, on YouTube, we had this went for this stage. Oh, another paid review, another paid review, and I'm like, just because we're trying to go for the good places, yeah. And it was a good score, like, yeah. It's very frustrating to read. Again, we're going back on jealousy, though, mate. It's 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 difficult, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, if if you're an actual scene person, mm. if I got if if someone said, if I say for instance, I own something in Swansea, oh, can you come down and give me a review? Of course, you've got to pay petrol. You know, of course, you've got to. Elect, I wouldn't come. You know. I, how could I come otherwise, Luke? Like, I'm not going to. But so I live in Cambridge. So, like, throughout me, a, probably a five hour drive for me. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's a full day off to come. I don't know. Maybe one day. If we got enough financial support from a big sponsor or something, we could just we could just comp everything for everyone. So we're our, we're, our time was taken care of. But, you know, we drive, we drive all over the country for. for we still are now out of our own pockets doing this. So if someone messages us from somewhere far away, you know, yeah. Yeah. I know that journey from Cambridge because I worked in Cambridge for nice. quite a while and Huntington as well. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm so. sitting talking, I'm sitting talking to you now just outside Huntington. All ah, right. I seen you done a yeah. review there. Um, probably about a year ago of the, the stall, is it? The um, curry stall there. I think there's one there, yeah. I can't remember that yeah. one. Yeah, I uh, I remember because it was right opposite because we done the um the O2 um shop there. We done it out um when yes. I was working with my dad many years ago. But um, nice. yeah, interesting. In, it's quite a nice place, and it? And Cambridge is lovely. Cambridge is lovely, yeah. So I, I live between probably between Peterborough and 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 Cambridge, just in a in a country village there, yeah. Oh, and we we operate. I mean, I'm sitting talking to you now out of a place called Saint Ives. Yeah. Which is, again, it's a lovely little riverport town. A good commuter links to we London and Birmingham. Well. Worked in Saint Ives yeah. as well on the post office there. So on the post I office. Get, I used to get about uh, quite a lot in the UK. I think I worked on in every city in the UK. Wow. Uh, working for my, my dad, so it's quite. Um, yeah, we used to get about to say the least, but. Um, so back to the reviews. Can you remember, or have you got something in your mind when you had an owner was watching you do the reviews, and it was shit, and you thought to yourself, "He's watching me like a hawk." Here. Did you did you feel awkward? Um, how did you, uh, how did you feel? Well, yeah, every bloody time we go in to do one, 
and yeah. sometimes they'll come outside and listen that's horrible when that happens um so it's quite difficult when so jess is filming like this for example and you've got to look into the here right yeah but behind her shoulder you know like over here and here there's people walking around and looking at you talking into this so that's really really puts me off number one if anyone does it and then sometimes the owners will come outside or stand in my peripheral vision listen to what we're going to say I'll, I'll just now if it happened now i'll just stop and say i'm not going to do it with you there it's going to put me off so i feel like i won't be able to say what i wanted to say uh but in all honesty people don't tend to, um don't tend to come out anymore they just you know they'll always ask how do we get on and and whatnot but yeah there's been a few where they've been bad but i always try and um give them constructive criticism i didn't like this because of this for example or i love yeah. that if that was slightly different like but it's, again though luke it's only my opinion um you yeah. know it's just it's just it's only my opinion if they they might be trying to achieve that look or feel with a particular dish yeah but, but fact, you say about constructive criticism hopefully that gives them a kick up the arse to think right we need yeah. to change things now and and that will benefit their business and help their business grow so criticism isn't always a bad thing no absolutely not and you would actually be doing them a disservice as you know like all reviewers if everyone says everything's great all the time then it's not that the game will never evolve because everyone's just sitting and going to sit there and being happy uh you yeah. need to keep pushing boundaries and and raising the bar of what's expected otherwise nothing's going to get better no one's going to evolve no one's going to come out with that new dish and that new flavor or that new combination that's going to spark something in your mind you know we've been we've been all over the country doing this now i think we're probably like 800 reviews deep now and wow. like, let's talk about burgers everyone says oh this is the best burger this is the best burger this is the best burger i've been to most of them now not all of them that's very true not all of them not all of the commercial ones but most of the ones that are like really uh sung about yeah and it's amazing to think where the standards and then you go to somewhere else and they'll say this burger is the best and it'll be they'll be using a booker's brioche bun you know yeah. like that lip for example where it'll come to you in a polystyrene you know it's just like Ugh. and i'll Ugh. say on camera I'll say, I'll say on camera like your bun the bun is shit. It, can't, it can't um it can't cope with your incredible meat or they'll use a great bun and it'll be you know they're not i'm not seasoning the meat or the it'll, it'll taste you know so it's been that sort of criticism is, so that sort of constructive criticism is is, is fine in, in my yeah. head um you give you actually give uh point deductions for polystyrene don't you yeah i try to yeah but, uh, do you know what though this is a funny the evolution of the page um when we first started that was nearly everyone was using polystyrene you know very few using recyclable and now a lot of it is better branded uh i'm not for one second saying i've had any impact in that but i think the people's ex uh, expectations have raised you know yeah it's certainly changing for the better yeah i like a, i i like a burger i think a proper burger should be in foil i love a burger. i love opening that foil and yeah. getting the burger I, I love that there's a couple of really good so when you do reviews around here there's there's a couple of really good burger places they do i can't remember what it's called so i'm not going to plug it anyway but it's a burger joint and they do this cheese gooey sauce that you dip your burger in oh my oh God. wow is, it called, is that called dip and flip or something 
No, I'll have to. I'll let you know what, what it's called. They got an Instagram page, but um, I can't remember now. Um, there's loads of types of burgers, Luke. Like there's messy ones like that, big juicy ones where you dunk yeah. it in the cheese, like messy. Or there's like dry ones, like, a bit like Five Guys, dry, neat and tidy. You're not going to get any grease down your top. Or sometimes the big wet ones, big thick juicy patties. Everyone likes a different type of burger, don't they? You like Five Guys, mind? I like Five Guys as well. It's good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. but right. I got a question now about chicken wings, it's a selfish question for myself, but it is my Go podcast. On. So, I love chicken wings like yourself, one of my favorite foods. I want you to map out a chicken wing um tour of the country for me. So, if you could yep. pick five places. Um, to go for chicken wings because I am I have booked tickets. Me and my friend are coming to the next Wing Fest in mm-hmm. Bristol, so I'm definitely I'll, I'll, I'll definitely see, You'll see you there. there, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm so you can't get good chicken wings around here. There's no, there's literally no place in Swansea, Neath, uh, South Wales that does good chicken wings. I think there's a bit I know of, one. Um, I know one yeah. that doesn't. No, you and they're brilliant. Yeah. They're called Hot Dam. Hot Dam. Is that yeah, in Cardiff? Point- Go on your Instagram now and have a look at them. Hot damn. Unbelievable. Yeah. Where is that? Where is it? Cardiff? I can't remember exactly where they are, but I met them at London Wing Fest and they got second in, out of 40 people in the judges' choice for the Buffalo. Wow. It's uh, So I did a video with him. Check, out, check back. He's the Welsh, Welsh lad. They're going on the road. They're doing a few uh, pop-ups here and there. Send them a message. I don't know when they'll be back. Your way, but that's no, an incredible, some incredible chicken and a great sauce, buffalo sauce, wow, as well. Yeah, that's good. But, um, but yeah, it's good to know. Go on, then you, these, these five. So, okay, so at Wingfest, you know, so I'm a big advocate, public supporter of um, Chicken George. Yeah, he's got he's got a shop in Luton and Hitchin, and he won the People's Choice double so we got the buffalo and the wild wing wow if that isn't if that isn't where so he's the, that is the best wings in the country so in my mind if you don't if you can't start there then it's a, that's that's where you, that's where you're going to start yeah for sure now i went at the weekend to a place called Lund- wingman's in london again on fucking believable wings yeah incredible uh probably a little bit more restaurant focused wings they look aesthetically amazing than chicken george but chicken george is like the for me it's, it's not it's god it's godly but wingman's again is unbelievable the quality of the wing the size the sauce that's great and you've got some other great places in london as well so you could probably have to travel too far as a place called chicken sours yeah that do a really crispy crunchy wing you know holy pizza and wings little plug for them my own place that again i'm not for one second putting them in the same sentence as wingman's and chicken george but they're some good wings you know we've we've perfected our own crunchy sort of batter on the outside garlic soy that type of thing great 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 uh you've got some more commercial places in london as well like wingstop you know it's not like your mackie's version but there's a time and a place for that when you want to get a bag full of great wings you know like that's like a McDonald's version of wings, but again, they're pretty fucking tasty to be fair. Yeah. And I don't like to be a food snob, so no, I won't go there. I eat at Mackey's all the time. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I love one, all sorts of I got one a minute away from my fat. Horses for courses, <laughs> eh, Luke? Do you know what I mean? 
Exactly. No, it's, it's good. I haven't got to literally go too far. It's just London and Cambridge. So happy days. Yeah. So uh, there might be one in Bristol. Well, I can't think. Where's that one? In it. Oh, There's a place called Slim Chickens as well. There's one in Exeter. And that's in miles actually. There you go. They're not too bad. Yeah, it's all right. Um, not too bad. I'm, I'm just I'm pretty good at making my own wings now. So unless it's something that I can't make and the standard, I won't bother. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think I've got the sauce. Do you, up to do you, a like, do you of, make your own sauces, do you? Yeah, just 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 basic. I'm, I'm a, quite a basic cook, but you know, I'll chuck the the. I'll always, always use Frank's red hot sauce, and then I'll just chuck butter in and all spices and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, another little shout out to the rib man. So the rib man collaborated with Chicken George this year for his buffalo. Yeah. He, he makes some great sauces. You can actually buy that sauce online from his website, I believe. And that, if you like Frank's, you'll you'll um you'll be walking around with a stiffy all day from. Ribbons, it is, it is so good. I do anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no it's, un it's, it's, un it's unbelievable. This it's like it's in a whole nother planet to Frank's. It's yeah. got complexity, like complexity on the tongue. As soon as you bite into it, it's a bit spicy, and then it uh, it moves, it changes shape in your mouth. It's just it evolves, you know. And it's it's really really cool. I think Frank's is a good starter for anyone that likes wings. But I, for me now, I couldn't put it on wings and just have that. It's too bitter right. for me now once it's cooked. You have to chuck in some butter with it and things like that. So just to complement the flavours. But, um, yeah, I'm really salivating. It's a good base, though. Eh? It's a good base to start from, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a good base. It's the best, it's the best base in a Frank's. But, right. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> tried any Welsh cuisine before? So faggots. I, I'll, I'll 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 name some and see if you've ever tried them. Right. Faggots yep. and peas. Nope. Uh, corn beef pasties. Can't say I have. No. Rissol. Do you know what a rissol is? That rings a bell. A rissol's a ball of like. Um, corned beef with potatoes. Um, yes, I've had that. Mash, nice, and nice. then the bread yeah. comes. Oh, mate, it's yeah, lovely. Um, and then a Wel I've ever had a Welsh breakfast before. Um, no, a Welsh breakfast that? is lava bread, which is seaweed. Um, yep. Cockles. It doesn't sound great, but cockles. Oh, wow. Fried eggs, fried bread, tomatoes, and bacon. So that's Sounds a good. Welsh breakfast. And that then Welsh good. cakes. Have you ever tried Welsh cakes? Love Welsh cakes. Love Welsh yeah. cakes. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you some of these things, right? And then <laughs> you can do a little review for them and see what you I'll think. I'll do it. For, for, all the little, uh, it. For, for all the Welsh uh, Welsh people out there, because that's uh, quite a staple to our diet, this is, especially faggots and peas. I probably have that at least once a week or something. So I'll give you an exclusive, Luke. Um, yeah. We are doing a Welsh tour. Oh, Wow. Yes, when? this is a, when that's breaking news. I, I can't tell you that. No, no. Uh, I can't tell you that because I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we are going to, uh, and we just so the last two tours we've done have been in motorhomes. I think we're going to swerve that this time and drive and hotel it in the different cities uh, nice. to give us a bit more maneuverability. Uh, but it is happening, I would say, within the next 
month. I'll be spending probably the best part of a week in your wonderful country. Wow. Probably starting in Newport and work my way along and then maybe up into, up the coast, maybe. I don't know. But I'm certainly going to have some fun lovely, with it. A, a, lovely, um, a lovely route for you would be Newport, um, Cardiff, yep. possibly Bridgend. I think there is a, a wing place in Bridgend as well. Um, I think. Oh, I'm that's where it is. Go. That's Hot Down. Hot Down is in Bridgend. That's yeah. it, is it? Yeah, Hot ah. Down. One of my friends said about a week ago, and I, I never heard of it, but that's oh, um, it is, something it I'll, I'll hit them up, yeah. Um, and then, go, obviously, Swansea. Then you need to go down West Wales to tend the, just because it's so lovely, and the fish and chips down there are unreal. Uh, maybe not on Scotland's wavelength, but it is unreal. And the, where, and the beaches... Where are they getting their fish from? God. Does the, would the boats come into Tenby? Yeah, the boats come into Tenby and the salt. If the boats come into Tenby and that's where they get the fish from, then it's got a hell of a chance, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really good. They got like fish delis down there. It's it's really, really good. Saunders for Tenby, and then you've got St. David's, and then you can work your way round then up to North Wales and round. So you can go literally do a coast, coastal that's route the, all the way around. That's the idea. The whole the entire coast. That's the, that's the plan. And it's so picturesque. The beaches are, I'm not just saying this because I'm Welsh, but they are some of the mm. nicest beaches that I've ever seen. Um just we we don't get we get one day of sun there. So that's the only downfall yeah. from it. I'm definitely, but, I'm uh, definitely going to do a, a Chip Alley um, review uh, at night time. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to take oh, security? Yeah. Oh, don't do it on a yeah. Saturday night, though. No? <laughs> I I think we're just going to fucking free ball it and have a go. If it goes off, it goes off. I've, I, I absolutely love Cardiff as a night out, so I think I'd be... I'd kick myself if we didn't do a... Review at Chip Alley in the heat in the heat of the battle. You've the only thing I'd be it. worried about is Jess going on the camera, but I'm thinking everyone would sort of bundle, bundle and fight me, not Jess. So um, no, it's no. not right. That is. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. On Chip joking. Alley, though, everyone's so drunk and they're just loving each other, and they yeah. and and uh, what I would say, maybe avoid it on an international day because you yeah, probably won't be get a, you won't get a chip. That's for sure. Teams <laughs> would be massive. But, I, okay. um, I love that place. So I've spent a few, obviously, I, I don't know if I told you, my friend from university lived in Wales, so we used to go back yeah. there every weekend with him drinking and going into Cardiff. It was me, was, for me, was pretty special. Which on game day as well, Cardiff yes, goes off, doesn't it? Fuck, it's unbelievable. Get, went to the walkabout, you know, couldn't get tickets, went in there, and it's just everyone drinking. And it, was, it was incredible. I, I go to Cardiff on probably most uh, England international games. Even when we lose, it's such mm. a great atmosphere. With That's what I love about rugby, the common camaraderie and the love between fans, even though yeah, it's hated yeah, yeah. in that 80 minutes. Yeah. The love after it, it's, yeah. it's, it's so different to football. Um, yeah. It's so different. That's why, that's why I love rugby. You know, that's why I love... The concept of people sitting together, drinking pints, watching games, yeah. embracing each other. That's what sport should be about. Not all the violence, not all the hooliganism, no. things like that. It's just no. ridiculous. It's not what sport's for, is it? Sport is no, to exactly. me. I've played a lot of sport in my young years and yeah. I've met I've met people all over the all over the world and they're friends for life. Once you shared the field with someone, you know, in, in battle with whether it's cricket or 
or rugby or whatever they're friends for life and same as the supporters and you know it's certainly not for racism and violence that is for sure no. You can literally kick someone's head in for 80 minutes and then have a pint with someone in the clubhouse. Like, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit small for rugby. I'm only five foot six and like 11 stone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm only small. Everyone says that. You look bigger on podcasts, but I think I'm sitting on a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, another couple of uh, little questions. Um, yeah, what's the food that you haven't reviewed yet that you want to try? Um, most of that is overseas. Yeah. So I've got burning desires to try some more American and Asian cuisines, yeah. but I haven't. I haven't been able to, and I don't want to ruin it by having a, a shitty UK version. I want to have it. Want to go to the epicenter and try it. So on the tip of my tongue, you know, hot dogs in New York, deli sandwiches in New York. New York, New York style pizza. I'm purposely avoided doing that in the UK. I want that to be the first place. You've got some amazing, amazing, amazing Thai and Asian cuisine over there. You know, they eat some cracking things that insects, for example. Uh, you know, I love to do all that type of stuff. I think That's I find it fucking, actually. Is it? <laughs> I think I find it fucking disgusting. But it'd be a good video, and I want to try it, and I want to yeah. convey my experience to you guys. Oh yeah, definitely. I I'm, 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 I try anything, me, unless it's. Uh, I hate mushrooms. It's the only thing I hate. <laughs> I, I, they just look like sweaty fucking slugs. Do you know what I mean? They just don't do anything for me. Uh, but anything else, I'm game for. Good. I'm um I'm actually a bit of a fussy eater, Luke. Believe it or not, it's strange. But I've uh, managed to. I'll eat anything on camera, but in my personal life, I like. I don't like too much salad, and I like keep everything plain. Strange. Yeah, yeah I, I'm quite like that because I live alone as well. I literally yeah. just make. I, I like. I go to uh, my mother. Always says, "Why are oh, my friends? You go shopping every day." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I, I just like to Something go." To do. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if I want to eat spag ball three times a week. I'd rather buy something um, on the day, whatever I feel like. If I want fish, if I want steak, if I want chicken, I'll just buy it on yeah, the there's day. No, there's nothing wrong with that, Luke. You, you're minimal wastage as well because you buy what you need to eat and you're not having things sat in your cupboards or your or your fridge going out of date. Yeah, it's a nightmare on a hangover, though, when you want to get yeah. up and, and have something, just something before takeaway of the night and you're like, oh, I, I can have an orange or um, an avocado. <laughs> Great. But right, yeah. let's get into it. Let's have a little game now. Yes or no game. So would you try these delicacies of the world? So I've got right. 10 oh. delicacies here. Oh, All right, 10 delicacies of the world. 11, here we go. It's 11 delicacies. So um, number one, snails. Yes, had them. Yeah. Nice and neat. Garlic with the garlic. No, tasted like mud. <sighs> uh, frog's legs. Yes, I would try it, yeah. Yeah. Chicken's feet. Yes, but strange one. Yeah. Egg fetus. No. You fucking <laughs> no fucking way. I'm not. You know what? That makes me physically fucking sick. Oh, I, I think I'd, rather, I'd rather blow torch my nipples off than have an egg fetus. 
The first time I seen that was, uh, do you watch uh, Idiot Abroad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Pilkington, he's amazing. And he's like, what the fuck's he eating over there? And he's like, I don't want yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, what is he eating? Like, why? I just don't understand that. That's just over. That's just overkill for my, yeah, for my like, yeah. yeah, that's just minging. Snake? Yeah, I'll, I'll try Snake, but yeah. It's not really get capturing my, uh, my excitement. No, I don't think any of these will, mate, to be honest. Uh, rat? Oh, come on. No, that's vermin. I wouldn't want to try vermin. Okay. Sea urchin. I've had one. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Frozen shark? Um, yeah, if I was there, I'd probably try some just to say I've tried it and just to see what it's like, but I'd, I'm massively against all that sort of stuff. Yeah, me too. I've seen the, yeah, the, the, no, the show, the things, um, the, Seaspiracies, have you seen the, that? The things. Yeah, just like, I just, nah. Yeah. Um, I probably okay. would. If I, was, if I was there, I probably would, if, you know, but, yeah. Uh, two more. We got Tortoise. No, I don't think I would. No. And last one, Witchity Grub. Can I say, Luke, I thought I was going to say yes to most of these, but you've yeah. actually thrown a few Spanish notes there. That, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I could think of anything worse than that exploding thing in my mouth. Oh my God, that'd be, yes, it's, it's making me feel ill, thinking about it. That is yeah, the one, think one that. I'm a celeb. I think it was Harry Redknapp. No, um, what about the, what when, about the eyeballs? Oh no, that's the worst one. They pop and they're like, that is the worst one, actually. I think it was Harry Redden up there at that, and he was eating it, and he went like, out of his mouth, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave that one. And I love fish as well. Fish is, like, my favourite, one really? of my favourite things, yeah. I love seafood. Um, but I've got to be, it's got to be in a nice restaurant. I love fish and chips, obviously. It's got to be in a, a decent restaurant that actually do specialise in fish, because I lived in Italy, and fish out there is, is ridiculous. Um, it's so fresh and so. Um, I'm yeah. um, I'm just sort of getting into my seafood journey now, Luke, and I'm quite enjoying yes. it. To be fair, so you know things like I would only ever have cod, so never really enjoyed my fish. But now I'm doing food reviews of it, experienced a few other bits and pieces, and it's been it's been great. Like I had some, yeah. um, even one of my favourite things is uh, king crab legs. Oh, lovely! I, I see that. Was, was that a review you've done with the with the lobster tail ones? There was, there was, yeah. There's that. I've done it a couple of times on the page in various different places. But what a what a product that is! Like the beautiful fibrous sort of like meat inside the leg. I found that nicer to eat than the lobster. And when and I've, had, my, I've, ne I've never, I, I love crab. Crab's probably my favourite um fresh crab um i've had the the little crabs as well i can't remember what they're called shop, um, shop show ones yeah and you can just boil them and you just eat the, the shell as well the small soft shell crab yeah 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 they're uh, they're really nice but um i never had crab crab tail. what is it crab tail legs no they're, they're called it's called uh king crab so the only part the only part you can eat is the legs but the legs are like like that as you can see wow they're long they're know. really long and uh, they're quite fat 
you pull, pull out the meat in sections. It's, they are incredible. You know, we've also had uh, turbot, halibut. Oh, they are some of the best fish going, isn't it? Do you know what I think as well? I think haddock is underrated in the fish and chip shops. Haddock, um, I always have cod. And when we were in Scotland uh, and up north, they all have haddock. And it's when because it's the only one you can have. I had it and I was like, oh my God, that's the fish to have there. Yeah. That is the fish. Yeah, it is. It's so fresh in Scotland. I it is about... literally the best, like you say, it is the best place in the UK to get fish and chips. It has um, it has a really nutty flavour to it as well, Haddock, I, I think. I don't, I don't know if that's right or not. Maybe I got that from the batch or the oil, but it had, the last couple of times I've had it, it's been a one, most wonderful flavour. I learned something about this, by the way, Luke. So, yeah. depending where your fish and chip shop is getting the fish from, you yeah. might say it's fresh because it came in today. It, it, it wasn't caught on the day it came in. Some some of these boats go out for six, seven days at a time and they just put them on ice. Uh, and places like Anstruther, where I did that review and it tasted so much better than um, anything else I'd had, was because they're day boats. Yeah. They, they go out, get it, and it comes back in. They're not out for days on end, which is which is key. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So certain parts. That's the one with the, the he was at the, the food van, yeah? There's been a few like that, yeah. Yeah, that's one. And and Struther, you should see that. That's a, that's, a, that's a ten out of ten. That was um that was emotional fish and chips. That was mate, fucking hell. But yeah. So, so yeah, that's interesting information, isn't it? Yeah. How many tens? It just on a side note. How many tens? Five. Five, I think, in five out of you know eight hundred or something. Chicken five George or six. Is one, yeah. Rib man. Chicken George, and the Rib man collaboration. Yeah, uh, that was the first one I ever get. That was in, that was amazing. The chicken George's chicken burger with the rib man's rib meat on top with his yeah. sauce. You just can't. It's just Luke. It's just game over. It's just done. The, the, it's finished. It's just it is. It's just you, you just can't get better than that. So Roly Poly eats. Right. Yeah. That is one of the most electric takeaways you'll ever go to in your entire life the guys are so transfixed on quality that it's just it's just so it's so far beyond any takeaway i've ever been to in terms of just wanting to be the best it's just crazy they serve meat trays of roast meat with the burgers and fucking go on, guys you're watching this now go and have a look at roly poly eats on instagram um and it looks better than it tastes it's just mental then there was um Detroit Pizza London. Yeah. This guy was an executive chef or, or director chef, whatever that is, for of 11 restaurants in these hotels. Of an absolute big wig chef. Lockdown gave it all up, started his own little pizza place, Detroit yeah. Pizza London. They sell pizzas to the, the um, what they call the embassy. It's just mental. That was the pizza. I've never tried a pizza like that before. And it was like, it was like the pizza that I always, that I didn't know I wanted. It was crazy because pizza dough typically in the UK is dense and heavy and, uh, you know, a bit, I always liked a thin one where it's, you know, a bit more crunchy and a bit of texture to it. This was, it blew me away. Fault, yeah. In my opinion, it, it was faultless. I had this one, the Detroit pizza, which has got a cheese crust, 
that sort of crown around the outside. He tops it with honey, uh, jalapenos, and double pepperoni. So you've got that spicy, cheesy, tomato-y, spicy mm. flavor with that heat coming through. But then he tops it with honey. So then you get this, when your mouth starts getting a bit like, oh, here we go. Then the sweetness comes through and balances it in your mouth. Show me another fucking pizza that does that. It wow. blew me away. Ten. Um, and My favorite pizza as well um, is jalapeno yeah. and pepperoni. But now when you get home, put honey on top of it. Yeah. Drizzle honey, not too much on top of it. It will like pop your mouth off. Uh, Whoa. It, it's like that sixth, it's like that fifth sense, you know, whatever it is, I don't know, that like it brings it all together. And yeah. then we've got um, Strither fish bar, fish and chips. Yeah. Couldn't fault it. It was uh, like the batter was so incredible. It it popped in my mouth. It was just, it was crazy. Go and watch a review if you know yeah. that's probably, that's probably my favorite review to be fair. And I can't remember any. I was, I'm sure someone in the room will shout one at me if I've missed one, Jess. Alex's sandwiches. Yes, here we go. Alex's Cypriot sandwiches in London. So there's a guy called oh, Alex. I remember that makes, one. That's a great review. So you, again, like this guy, then when you walk in somewhere, like this guy had an energy and an aura about him. It was like, wolf. It was like talking to fucking, like some kind of uh, God, you know, like a sandwich God. And I watched him make the sandwich, and it was like everything he did was just. It made it like this big Scooby snack, like ten meat sandwich. When he even like poured the shrizzo oil over, just to give me some extra sort of flavour in there. And it's just you bite into it, and again, it's the same thing. It's just like like you have that this overriding sense of like, oh, wow, it's like heaven has opened. It's just like gives you that something, something, like that bit of magic that I always talk about that that you don't get in your regular shop. Do you understand me? It's like oh, yeah. special, special stuff. And it's not just me that says it. Like Alex's separate sandwiches is a god where he lives. Like the guy's incredible. Like amazing. They actually went on to like Greek news and stuff, all sorts of that. It was, that was brilliant. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, no, that really was amazing. He had like Greek news come over because of the review and they like they had snippets of my review on the news but of like greek subtitles it was brilliant that must give you so much fulfillment to to know that you're helping these people grow their businesses as well yeah so we've had some amazing success stories something we haven't spoken about it's been that is probably the proudest part of it that the big one for me was chicken george so I heard all about that. He was a tiny little shop in Luton, but he's a bit of a local legend. And after my review there, bear in mind, he actually was watching and supporting my reviews from the beginning. So he messaged me saying, hey, do you want to come? And I said, yeah, cool. I've heard all about it. And the same thing happened. I gave him a massive score. I'd never eaten chicken like it. It was just, not that you go get your fried chicken from your local shop. It's greasy, mm. wet, yeah. uh, and it's tasty because it's fried chicken. I'm not saying it's disgusting. It's tasty, but it's just, it's always... Bit subpar, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know, you're not eating anything decent. And um, when I went there, it blew my mind. Same thing. It was. It's dry. Um, it's dry. It's clean. It's tasty. It's fresh. It's moist. You know, blew my mind. So anyway, get back to the story. I did the review, um, and I, I messaged them. I think the review went out on like a. Um, say a sunday or something like that and they said i said how was it and i think i mentioned the end of the next week and he said we did friday and saturday night takings on a monday and a tuesday 
they said we did we've never done it before so we threw more did more money on a monday and a tuesday than we did on a friday and saturday after the review went out and there was people queuing up the road for like yeah, weeks he said it that, so you know that's powerful stuff luke you know it really is and that's just one example roly-poly eats after that 10 went out you had people camping there people camping in the street outside the shop what? you know yeah 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 i'm, I'm deadly serious yeah people camping in the street um for days and they actually he actually it was actually a bit of a problem because they were leaving litter and it was just like crazy like but it, it pops off mate like we had this is a funny story as well again people thought this is a paid review it wasn't i'm not going to say who it was actually because i don't want to talk about, i'll talk i'm not going to say who it is but i'll talk about the numbers so that, yeah. so give you an idea right we were sent a box of uh, 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 all right, like a bit like a pie. That's all I'll say. Mm. And I loved it. Um, and I did the review, and I, I messaged him. I know you're all about now. I know you're all about. All right, all right, yeah. cool. I, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, be, you know. I want to talk to you about the numbers just to give you an idea. Um, and I said to them, you know, how how many orders have you had? And they sent me a screenshot of their Shopify. If you know Shopify, you've got a wiggly, wiggly yeah. worm, and it went like that to seven thousand pounds um also i could see it was a spike they said like 234 orders and i said how many orders would you normally have in a day and they said three or four oh they were cooking God. they were cooking from a one small little oven they had at a little premises there's a husband and wife team that were just doing it as a side hobby and they had to actually get their kids to have uh, a couple of weeks off school to help them fulfill these orders now that that did seven grand in an hour after the video went live and it went up to like twenty thousand pounds of sales in a like by the end of the week so it like obviously it, picked, it plateaued off a little bit but 20 grand uh, you know of, of sales in of, of one video was pretty heavy you know like that's that's probably i don't most people don't share the numbers but that's just one that i do know and that was a lot a little while ago now to be fair so it really does help people and that's probably the best part of the reviews the ones that really deserve a good score will get it and it should hopefully change their life for the better that's awesome mate. it's really good really really it's crazy good. numbers though, isn't it? Like, i couldn't believe that you know the amount of support we get from the page even people buying the sweets you know i know i, I love sweets and you can't get good sweets anymore like you have to go to poundland and fill up a fucking little cup the size of bloody a mug you have yeah. to, and, and the game is just trying to smash as many as many uh sweets into the cup as you can uh but so just these sweets for example have been brilliant people have really supported us and it's been a it's, an, it's been amazing have you ever have you considered selling on amazon for your sweets um yeah yeah we might do we might do yeah one day at a time yeah of course of course yeah. one day at a time we've got yeah we're uh, there's lots we could be doing we've, we've been approached to getting to retail a little bit with it as well but um that again brings new challenges you know we're yeah but we're, we're, we're it's all it's all a learning curve and we're we're getting there yeah mate you're smashing it definitely right i've taken up too much uh enough of your time now mate um do you think anyone's still listening now luke yeah <laughs> if you're if you're no. still watching now put, <laughs> drop a little comment saying like drop the word food into the yeah, comments drop the food, there you go, yeah, little, yeah. there's a little code and we might have woken up then yeah. <laughs> um, i just want to ask a couple more questions just a quick couple of quick questions now. what is your 10-year plan for the food review club 
my yeah, easy question to answer. My 10-year plan is to keep going with it, growing the team and growing the capability of what sort of food content we're putting out. So, you know, I'd love to bring more types of food content to the page above and beyond just the reviews. The reviews will always stay. The reviews will always be a part of the page, but I want to document behind the scenes. We've got a new young, young lad working with us now called Callum, uh, who's absolutely brilliant. So you're gonna, as you people are watching this now, you're going to see new content coming onto the page, uh, documenting behind the scenes, for example. And we've got some little documentary style where, shout out to you, Winston, um, sort of, you know, like uh, documentary type pieces on particular topic, for example, like going out on a fishing boat and seeing how they catch the fish or how they make lobster catching sustainable, for example, or going to a butcher's and learning how to butcher a piece of prime cut beef. You know, I think that'd be really interesting content. So that's the sort of stuff I'd love to produce, you know, maybe even having our own cooking show down the line. Yeah, ultimately, absolutely. ultimately, uh, I would love my 10 year thing would be to have some kind of mainstream media um, show, series, travel car show thing maybe where we go around trying some of the the best food scenery wine and beers that the world has to offer wow but top I, gear for food you'll, def you'll definitely get there mate to see what so. the evolution of the i think i i'm sure i was watching you when you must have had i reckon no more than five thousand followers or maybe really? ten thousand so the sit to see sit back and see the evolution of of the food big club has been yeah. really inspiring for me and thousands of other people so you should definitely pat yourself on the back for that bud thanks my friend it's, it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of long long and late nights and self-doubt and and whatever else but we just we're going to keep going with it now you know have you ever thought about bringing someone in to um to do reviews as well or do you think it, it needs to be you doing the reviews it's a tough one because we have we, we have and are trialing other content creators on the page for maybe different right. shows i think down the line that will be a great idea so let's say luke for example you decided to you want to take care of some food show that wasn't a review show but it was had you doing something else i'd love to feature that um that type of content on the page uh, but we're trying it and it hasn't really taken off too too hard at the moment but I think there's future in it because I'm not the only talented, not that I am talented, but I'm not the only person who can stand in front of a camera and talk about food. You know, there's plenty of other great people out there. There's probably a lot better than me as well. So I'd love to, I'd love to grow the, um, the roster, shall we say? Yeah. To have a like, you know, imagine that like a food review club, media, massive organization yes. like Vayner Media, Gary Vaynerchuk's um, business, That's the something idea. like that. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? But right now, it's when someone clicks our videos, they expect to see me. And I think when they don't at the moment, it's a bit of a, but they're not necessarily buying into it, but not buying into it, buying into it with their eyes and their times. They're not watching it. So yeah. that will evolve that way. I believe so anyway. Yeah. It's yeah, not called, it's not Matty, it's called Food Review Club, which is, I think, goes uh, longer and deeper than just me eating outside of a shop. Do you think you'll be doing it for years and years now? hope so yeah it's the one thing in life i really enjoy i think i'd like to go overseas and do it i um i really love it luke so until until i stop loving it uh i'll i'll i'll, I'll carry on and i think just on that i think things will evolve you know yeah. things, might, things will change and evolve and maybe start doing some nicer food but 
I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, won't we, my friend? We will. We will. I, I can't wait to, to watch your journey in the evolution uh, of what it's going to be next. So lastly, a little bit of a selfish question. What advice can you give me, who someone has just started on sort of social media? How can you? Yeah. What advice can you give me to grow it? Um, how many pieces of content are you putting out a week at the moment? Or probably one or two. It's not enough. No. Your competitors will be doing that. You need to be doing double or treble. Um, I'm assuming there's a minimal edit involved in this. Yeah, that- very minimal because we haven't made many mistakes today, so it'll be no editing. <laughs> hey. No, well, there you go. Keep it raw and unedited, and just up, just upload them. Look, try and do, try and do them daily. Be yeah. more consistent. But put out treble the work of your competitors. You'll go treble as far. You know, use Instagram as your sales funnel. Use Facebook to generate um, eyeballs and traffic. Post natively to Facebook. Send use YouTube for instagram for youtube and just dive into your space as deep and as hard as you can go for it yeah. so when you say upload, upload more do you mean uh, every day on on the different platforms so like say for instance, every day put yeah. up a, a new video on youtube and facebook drop them at the same time yeah, every that's day what I, that's what i need to do that's what i need to do yeah definitely you could film you could film at eight o'clock at night and upload at, at, in at 10 o'clock and for the next day and then just do like a day in front all the time yeah you know yeah. uh what there's a lot to be said for work rate and hustle and I, I know people live it you've got life to live but at the same time what do you want to where do you want to go with it and you need I, to ask I, that I, question I live, live, live I, and breathe everything that i'm doing at the moment you know yeah the the social life is secondary now um so this is what i want to achieve so i got that tunnel vision to get there so any which way that would be my that would be my advice to you luke is just to double down on it bro yeah double down on it like you know the more you contribute to these different platforms the more they're going to want they're going to reward you and the more likely you are to be rewarded with a great piece of content that you're filming 10 a week the chances of having an amazing chat with someone yeah you you might be if you only do one a week you might that might happen over a 10 week period if you're doing 10 a week you might get one of them every week you're te- yeah. in fact you're 10 times you're 10 times more likely to grow if you did that there you go 10x isn't it 10x grand cardone i love grand cardone so that is that is great advice mate it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and thank you for giving me the opportunity to 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 interview you i think this was your your first podcast You've taken my virginity, Luke. <laughs> so I'm the best ever podcast you've been on. This so is hands down. I might put that a little on a little um, on a little <laughs> uh, something in the corner of my uh, my screen there. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, mate. And I appreciate your time. I know you're a really busy man, but it's been an That's all right. pleasure. Luke, thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Thank you, bud. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye.